Hello, beautiful listeners and viewers. I promised you that I would be back with Zara Mahoon, and we are back to talk about a very exciting topic that I know uh, at one point in our lives or at many point in our lives is, has been relevant. Uh, Zara Mahoon is a master mindset and law of attraction coach and manifesting expert, author of 12 books on these subjects, and the creator of Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction Workout. Uh, I have to tell you that uh, I am really excited about uh, your book, uh, the, the most recent I've downloaded on Audible, and uh, really, really appreciative for all of the good work that you do and put out to the world. And I know you're passionate about helping others, and so am I. So here we are. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Thank you for being here. So today we're going to talk about law of attraction for weight loss. And this is a subject that is important to me because I have been, you know, my whole life, this has been an issue. I'm 55 now and I probably was less than 10 years old when I became conscious of my weight. And I remember when I turned 40 thinking, oh my gosh, I've spent like most of my life worried about weight. And now I'm 55. And although I don't worry about it as much, it is still always something that is in the back of my mind. So I am really excited to hear what you have to say about law of attraction for weight loss. And I'm ready to dive in. I know that there's many listeners who feel the same way. So where do you want to begin? Oh my God. I have a lot to say. I actually have a course that covers uh, law of attraction with weight loss for weight loss. But the thing is, it all boils down to your beliefs. If you, what, what happens with people who want to lose weight is that if they are not successful, the only reason is because their beliefs are pulling them in two different directions. Okay, so can you give us a for example? A for example is I would enjoy eating this. I really feel like eating this, but I know that this is not good for me. Those are two separate beliefs. So you've linked your enjoyment to having of this. That's a belief. Mm -hmm. and, and then you're telling yourself that it's not good for me. If you are consciously consuming material that you think is not good for you, even if it were good for you, your body can't use it because you've closed the door on that. So we mostly consume products that we tell ourselves are not good for us, but we still consume them. So let's talk about the psychology behind that a little bit, because I've, I've thought about this many, many times. Mm -hmm. uh, an example would be I don't actually enjoy chocolate bars, but for some reason, in my mind, chocolate is still a treat. I'll mm -hmm. tell you what I do enjoy. I really like green peppers. Uh, they just got so much flavor. Well, any color of pepper, really. Um, they've got so much flavor, and my mouth is watering right now just talking about them. They're so good, right? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And, and so why is it the psychology of when I need a treat, you know, and, and I feel like probably the general population is like that when we think, oh, I need a treat. It's chocolate, it's ice cream, it's chips, it's garbage food. Why do we do that? It's the same. It's the same. It's exactly what I just explained to you. You have linked pleasure 
with treats, the word treat. And there are certain items that fall into that box that you call the treat box. But whatever that box contains, you've got a belief about it that it's not good for you or that you shouldn't have too much of it. So you can't consume this now because you've got a negative belief about it. So you have a choice. Either you change the belief or you stay away from it. Okay, so how would one change their belief about... Well, it's actually easier just to stay away from it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Changing the belief is way harder. Like I, I always tell people very frankly, I have a problem with sugar, so I just go without it. Mm -hmm. Because I have a problem with sugar, then if I still consume it, it's not going to go well. So if I do end up consuming something, then I have to do it by also saying to myself, it's okay that I'm consuming this because I'm going to walk an extra half an hour to work it off. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, so so basically what you're you saying- You have to compensate for it. Right, compensation or abstinence. Yes. And so how does the law of attraction fit into that? Well, because when you say you're compensating for it, now the negativity has been canceled out. Okay. You, you consumed it, you knowing that it was negative, you shouldn't be doing it. But now you put a positive spin on it by saying, it's okay that I have this because I'm going to figure out a way to work it off. So now you better keep your word though. You can't say I'm going to run for an, an extra 30 minutes and then not do it because exactly. now you give yourself two things to feel bad about. <laughs> and you know what two things to feel bad about leads to? More sugar. <laughs> more, more sugar and more things. Well, it's law of attraction. So if you do things that you know are not good for you, then you will do more things that you know are not good for you. Uh, because it's law of attraction. Absolutely. That's where law of attraction comes in. It will give you more of whatever it is that you're paying attention to. That was the key I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. Law of attraction will give you more of whatever it is you're paying attention to. Yeah. So if you say... Um, you know what, I was taking really good care of my body and making good food choices and eating healthy foods for two weeks. But then on Saturday night, I went out for dinner and I had some wine and oh, I totally blew it. And then stay totally focused on Saturday night. You're going to keep reliving that Saturday night from that, Monday. Friday. That's the problem. That's the problem. There's another way of saying it. It's your choice of words and how you talk to yourself. You could have said, instead of saying all of that, you could have said, I've been good for two weeks. So now I'm rewarding myself and this is totally okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And not beat up on yourself. So why do you think it is that as human beings, we are attracted to the forbidden foods? Well, because they're forbidden. So there's this natural, why am I being told? No one wants their freedom taken away. Freedom is what we are born to be. When you say you can't have this, that's taking your freedom away. It's affecting your options. Nobody wants that because our natural human nature is to be free. Okay, so that makes sense to me what you're saying there. And um, it, it, you know, in my mind, I was going back to uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah, you can have yeah, exactly, you want, but don't eat this apple. 
<laughs> so that's the thing when you make when you make when you create too many restrictions you make it harder for people to follow mm -hmm. yes okay that right? makes sense to me and we make it hard for us because we make up our own rules and we tell ourselves what we should eat and what we should not eat and invariably we make it extremely restrictive so i think here is where listening to your body more than listening to the voices that we've been conditioned to believe probably uh, comes into play. So how do we do that? How do we learn to listen to our body? Well, there are two voices in our body. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, one is the voice of the physical body and the other is the voice of your taste buds. Okay. Okay, you need to differentiate whether you need something for nutrition or you need something just because just because. Okay, so let's talk about the language around weight loss. So as you know, uh, I live very much and, and our listeners live very much in this law of attraction world uh, where, you know, our thoughts create our reality. And I have heard a lot of people say, you shouldn't use the terminology lose weight. I want to lose weight because you're losing something. So it's a negative uh, connotation from that or um, talk about, so they say, I would like to release 15 pounds or whatever it might be. Um, how do you feel about this language? Both of those, as far as I'm concerned, don't follow the rules of law of attraction. Okay, give us a lesson. Well, if you're really going to be positive, then, then what you say is, I want to be my ideal weight. Yes, yes. Okay. You don't talk about losing. You don't talk about anything like that. You talk about what you want, which mm -hmm. is your ideal weight. Yes. Uh, I, I want to feel healthy in my body. I want to feel well-being. I want to look good. That's talking about it in a positive tone. Mm -hmm. So uh, an affirmation I use is I am healthy and strong and my body easily maintains a healthy weight for me. Well, will only work if you believe it. Mm -hmm. But I, if, you're I, not, if, if you're not, for those people who are not really there, who, who don't really believe those words, then that will backfire. Okay, so let's, let's take apart my affirmations there. So I say I am healthy and strong. My body easily maintains a weight that is healthy for me. I believe so, I'm healthy. I believe I am strong. <laughs> I do not believe my body easily maintains a weight that is healthy for me. Then don't say it but I want it. Want, so by wanting, wanting is not the same as this affirmation. You, you don't have to repeat what you want because you're focusing in the wrong place. Okay. So I am healthy and strong. That's it. Because now your body will do whatever makes you healthy and strong. And that means you've got to be your ideal weight. So why even bring weight into the picture? Because the word weight, physical body weight, has negative connotations attached to it. Soon as you go there, you activate all the beliefs about that that are underneath the surface. Oh my gosh. Your subconscious it's mind. It's true. I mean, for the sake of our listeners and viewers, let me just break that down. So 
we talked about in the last podcast that we recorded together about how when we uh, make an affirmation that we don't believe a piece of it, like we need to believe a little bit of it to make yes. it um, yes. how we are actually uh, affirming from a place of lack. That's and right. so if we talk about, I am healthy, I am strong. Yeah, I believe those things. I'm very healthy. I'm very strong. And when I go further and say my body easily maintains, not true. Uh, I'm 55 years old and then don't say it. Not too much happens easily. So we're breaking that. So I want to just talk about the emotion behind that. When I say I am healthy and strong, I feel powerful. I feel yes. healthy and strong. When I say my body easily maintains, you know what I hear in my head? Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no, you know, it doesn't liar. Exactly. Exactly. And that is why you shouldn't say it. We should not have in our self-talk anything that feels like a lie. Because um, if you're familiar with muscle testing, mm -hmm. then muscle testing proves to us that when we tell a lie, our body becomes weak. Okay, so I so, just, go ahead. So on the one hand, you're talking about the fact that you're healthy and strong, and then you're saying something that makes your body feel weak. Yes, that's the key right there. So that you're creating a conflict. I really like what you said. First of all, that to me is crystal clear. And I'm sure that our viewers and listeners feel the same way. And I really like that what you said, your self-talk can't include anything that you think is a lie. Yes. Uh, that is a, as Oprah would say, tweetable moment right there. Well, it, and the same thing is applicable to everything. Like I see these posts on, on Facebook and other social media that say, oh, you are going to receive a miracle this week. And it's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Because there are people out there who don't believe it. And if they don't believe it, then reading this is actually going to harm them. It's going to damage them rather than help them. I know the intention is to help, yes. but it's not helpful. All right, so don't tell yourself anything that you, you remind things is a lie. Mm -hmm. Because okay. you weaken yourself. Okay, so with the positive affirmations then, um, we go through the, let's, um, I've got one in front of me. It's, it's from Gabrielle Bernstein. It says, I can do less and attract more. So I 90% believe that. Mm -hmm. um, there's 10% of me that says you have to run fast, Victoria, you know, a fast world. You have to market hard. Well, this and do that. It's interesting that you bring that up because I wrote a book about affirmations. Ah, okay. I it's care. Called, I care, but not that much. And um, the, the first part of the book explains how affirmations work. And it explains how you should customize an affirmation for you so that it is not a lie. Okay, tell us more. That is why, so if affirmations worked, when I first came across affirmations, I made a list of 150 affirmations. Three months later, nothing had changed. And I was repeating those 150 affirmations diligently every day. And then I just got so demotivated because of that. This stuff is not working. How come it works for other people? It's not working for me. Well, guess what? I figured out why it's not working. It's not working because if it sounds like a lie, then it's taking you away from the thing that you want instead of bringing you closer to it. So um, I'm going to give you an example that I'm reading from this book. 
if my objective was to manifest more money, the four stages of rewording your affirmation are the first stage is realization. I want more money. The second stage is learning. I am learning to manifest more money. The third stage of that same affirmation is doing. I'm on my way to manifesting more money. And the fourth stage is the stage of achievement. I am prosperous. Money comes to me easily. So if someone is in the first stage, the first stage of realization, and they say the affirmation, which is a fourth stage affirmation, it's going to backfire because okay. it's a lie. So let's pull this back around to weight loss. So what would you recommend then if you gave us an example using those four stages with affirmations around weight loss for somebody who's new to affirmations? Um, so that puts me on this. Me? I know, I'm famous <laughs> for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so let's take an example. It's okay. We'll take an example. Okay. Um, realization. Well, the realization, really, if you want to lose weight, the real objective is either you want to look better or you want to feel healthy. Those are the two reasons why we want to lose weight, right? Yep. Sometimes we are healthy, but we don't like the way we look in the, in the mirror, you know, and that's just maybe five, a five or 10 pound thing. But when it's like an 80 pound thing, that has a lot to do with health as well, not just looks, right? right? So it's about knowing what your goal is. What is my goal? It, weight loss is not the goal. That's the problem. When you say, I want to lose weight, that's not the goal. So you're focusing on the wrong place. Your goal is being healthy or looking good. Okay. okay, I'm writing this down. This is really good. So the goal is not losing weight, even though that's what we all say. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard from friends and clients, you know, I'd like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 80 pounds, whatever it might be. So the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is either to feel healthy or look yeah. better or a combination yeah. of both. I can tell, I can give you an example. Um, many years ago, I came to the realization that because I sat at my desk a lot and wasn't as active, I was not overweight, but my weight was all in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. I had to move it into the right places. Yes. But I, so I didn't really need to lose weight. I just needed to look good. It's weight loss is never the goal. It's either better health or better looks. So talk about what you want, which is you don't want weight loss. You want good looks. You mm -hmm. want better health. So talk mm -hmm. about that. So our first step uh, affirmation is asking for the thing that we want. I want to be healthy and look good. Then mm -hmm. okay. the, second, the, the second stage of that uh, affirmation. So there's more detail into how we make those four stages. But the second stage is the learning stage. In that stage, you say, I am learning things that will help me be healthier and look better. Okay. I'm learning to do that. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as you're wearing the wrong cut of clothes. Go change the way, you know, like if you look at all the image 
videos that are out there, sometimes that means you just tweak the type of clothes you wear and you start looking different. Yes. Right? Don't and you, you start enjoying, go get a haircut. <laughs> it's the easiest non-surgical thing to do, right? Change your makeup routine, look at yourself and you'll start saying, oh, I look pretty good. Mm-hmm. So now your self-talk shift. So I am learning things that are going to make me feel healthy and look good, but I am learning them. I haven't done them yet. Okay, I'm so that's learning the them. Too. Okay, that's the second stage. So that makes me feel that I am being productive. I'm doing something that's going to take me to my goal. And my goal is to feel good, feel healthy and look good. Okay. Okay. Then the third step is the doing stage. In the doing stage, we say, I've accumulated all this knowledge and now I am experimenting with it to find the thing that works for me. Okay. I totally relate to this, yes. So so then your affirmation shifts again and it says, I'm on my way to good health. Oh, that feels good. Exactly. That feeling that is attractive. And that's how you'll tell whether or not your body is agreeing with it because you don't feel bad, you feel good, right? And then once you put that into action and you actually start doing the things that promote good health and help you to make good, uh, to look good, then you will arrive at that stage of I am, I look good and I'm on my way to better health. Beautiful, beautiful. So now you're, you're getting closer to your goal and closer to your goal. And then one day you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, you know what? I am enjoying good health and I look pretty damn good. <laughs> what, very empowering, wonderful. And I've learned something from you today um, about this, about how saying I want to lose weight is actually a negative s- statement but just taking the focus completely off that and flipping it over to health. And uh, I talk to people quite often about non-scale victories because I'll say, how do you know when you have reached your goal? And they'll say, oh, well, I'll be 160 pounds or I'll be 140 pounds, whatever it might be. And that is not how we know we've reached our goal. Exactly. So we reached our goal when there's these other non-scale victories that are there. You know, um, I easily uh, walk the dogs in the evening, or I love to get down on the ground and play with the grandchildren. My clothes feel great. I feel more confident. So I am friendlier when I'm out in the stores or wherever it might be or with family. There's just so many non-scale victories that we can shift our focus to. Because we hide when we think that we don't look good, we hide. Mm -hmm. We hide from people. We don't want people to see us. Yeah. It's true. And I think that we all think we're the only one who does that. Everybody does that. But there's more to looking good than just weight loss. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's the clothes you wear. It's Mm -hmm. it's how you how you stand up, how you sit. It's it's so much more. Yes. And I think I, I personally think, too, it comes from the inside out. Right. Well, I mean, look around you. If you need inspiration, go to Hollywood and look at all the uh, women who are acting, who think they are gorgeous, and they are, and they are all different 
weights and shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. So I, I think my point was when we feel good about our, we could, we could be a 10. And if we yes. don't feel good about ourselves on the inside, we're not going to be, it, exactly. it, it really doesn't it's matter. And yeah. one thing that I've really noticed it, uh, in, in my practice is it doesn't matter if it's five pounds or a hundred pounds, the feelings the emotion that, is the same. that person yeah. is having is the same. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So, Agreed. So, absolutely. So just a thing to remember for everyone who's listening and watching is that uh, this, you're not alone. This is a very uh, common thing where we, from the inside out, how we feel on the inside reflects out. Uh, I love that Zara shared with us, there are other things that we can do. We don't have to just be uh, focused on that. And it's absolutely so true. Anything that we can do to lift up our confidence just changes how we carry ourselves, how we interact and how we present ourselves to the world and how we feel about ourselves. So that key, uh, you know, I'm going to circle it back to Louise Hay and um, the work that I am passionate about. That key is number one, loving ourselves. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, and secondly, just stop that inner critic, stop all self-criticism, stop all criticism, period. But especially, uh, you know, that look in the mirror and instead of focusing on the million things that are right about you choosing that one thing that you believe is a fault and so shifting our focus so that we can carry ourselves differently and attract the outcomes that we want exactly perfectly said wonderful well i am really thankful that we're having this conversation today um do and that you've taken us through these four different stages of the affirmations I would like to talk to you about reversing old beliefs. So something that I've noticed is when I'm working with people who maybe are dealing with weight loss for the first time, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty good because they don't have all of these old beliefs. Uh, they haven't yo-yoed. They, they don't feel like they're going to gain the weight back or they're going to fail. Um, they just want some help. And then I've got the other type of client who... Uh, has these beliefs like every time I lose the weight, I gain back more. Uh, it's nearly impossible to lose weight when you're in menopause. Everyone mm -hmm. in my family is heavy. Uh, the, I can't stop eating sugar. Uh, these beliefs that are already ingrained. What do, yeah. we do, what do we do with those? You have to make a decision because uh, changing each one of those beliefs takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. So you have to make a decision about whether or not it's worth it to do that work. Can you do that work? And if you can't, then go with the belief. That's why I say you can't have, you can't pull in two different directions. So if you have this belief, work with the belief instead of wanting to change it. Okay, let's, let's use an example. So um, one of the things that I just said is everyone in my family is big. So... Mm -hmm. What would, how would one go about going with that belief and not fighting against it, but still getting the results that they want? Everyone in my family is big. I can go into law of attraction reasons for why that happens in the first place. Okay. Is that, that happens because we look at our parents and, um, 
an aunt come comes over and says, oh, little Johnny looks exactly like his dad. So now little jo Johnny believes that he looks exactly like his dad. And guess what? Dad puts on weight. So mm -hmm. little Johnny believes that he looks exactly like dad. He's going to attract that problem mm -hmm. because he's got this belief that he's like his father. And this is how families become, families look similar. Children emulate the parents or the grandparents. Okay. And, then, and then in that family, you find one person who doesn't buy in, right? Haven't we all seen those families mm -hmm. where everyone is, you know, you, you can use the word everyone is on the bigger side, but then there's this one thin, lanky, tiny little person that's part of that family. That person didn't buy in, that's all. You have bought into the belief. There is nothing in your DNA that cannot be changed. Tell us more about that. That's a big well, statement. Well, exactly. A lot of people believe that this is just, I've inherited this. I've inherited this kind of body shape or I've inherited this body condition because it's in my DNA. My mother was like this. And so now I'm big on the hips and I'm like this. So the thing is, your DNA has the information for everything, but it needs to be triggered and activated. If it is not triggered and activated, you can go from birth to death without ever having it manifest for you. Okay. But belief is the trigger. So if I believe that I am going to get this problem because my mother had it, then that belief is the trigger because our beliefs control our emotions. Mm -hmm. When we feel that we are subject to something that we don't control because it's hereditary, that is a feeling of lack of freedom, of lack of control. It, it takes us emotionally down the scale. When you're emotionally down, then the hormones that your body secretes is a whole different ball game than the hormones that your body secretes when you're high emotionally. Mm -hmm. And those low feeling emotions cause those hormones to be secreted in a quantity that then triggers the DNA. <laughs> yes. I believe and that's how the manifestation happens. So for example, um, you can apply this to different parts of your life. So you have a thought uh, or a belief that creates an emotion, and then the emotion creates a behavior. Then that behavior reinforces the thought or belief. Then we go back to the emotion, back to the behavior, and we go round and round. And less we go round and round, yes, until it reaches this tipping point where it triggers the DNA and now something happens. Yes. Right? Wonderful. So, um, okay, so now that was the first part. So you don't have to buy in just because everyone else in your family is like that doesn't mean you have to buy into that belief. You don't have to be like them. But now let's talk about the more important thing, which is the question that you asked me. If somebody does have a negative belief and they want to work on it, they're willing to do the work. And I'm going to put it out there. It's not easy. These negative beliefs, they are sticky things. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a four-step process. 
And depending on how deep that belief runs, you might have to continuously do the four-step process until you have experienced a shift. Okay, so is this your four-step process? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, it's uh, this four-step process. I, here's the book. It's in the book Thrive. Five? Thrive. Okay, in the book Thrive. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is the four-step process. So the four-step process for changing, shifting your beliefs is, number one, acknowledge where you are. Mm-hmm not in a rambling fashion, in a very short one sentence. Here, this is where I am. Okay. Acknowledge where you want to go in positive words and how you want to feel. So just like we played with that example about weight loss, don't talk about the weight loss, talk about what you really want, which is to look good and to be healthy. That's the goal. Okay. Okay. So step one and step two are easy. Mm -hmm. Step three is about attacking the belief by changing your self-talk. Okay. Yeah. So whatever that belief is, give me an example and we'll play with it, Victoria. Do you have an example coming uh, up? Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Let's go back to, to step one. So maybe the belief is um, that everyone gains weight in menopause. Everyone gains weight in menopause. So I am now in menopause and I'm afraid that I'm going, this is what is going to happen to me. What do I want? So I want, I want to be healthy and strong, no matter I what. I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy and strong and I want this menopause thing to be a breeze. Yes. Okay. So then step three, step three is your soothing self-talk. You have to provide your mind evidence that this belief that you just stated is not always true. Mm -hmm. Not everyone puts on weight going through menopause. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at, um, take, take an actress who's in that age group. Well, it's so true. Okay, I, I, I will just, I'll use myself as an example. I haven't gained weight because of menopause because I've believed my whole life uh, I shouldn't say my whole life, uh, through my 30s and 40s, I just decided I wasn't buying in. I was not going to suffer through menopause. I just wasn't going to do it. So exactly. So not everyone does. Yeah. So just because some people do and others don't doesn't mean that I'm part of one group or the other. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right. So that makes me feel better. Then the second statement I can make is, so what if that happens? I've lost weight before. I've had two children and every time I put on massive weight and then I lost it. Right. I know how to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I know how to be disciplined about weight loss. So I'm not going to be afraid of this. It doesn't matter. It's going right. to be fine. And right. I don't have to pay attention to what other people are saying because what, uh, what happens to other people mm -hmm. has to do with who they are and how they think their thoughts. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Uh, I'm going to share an affirmation right here and interrupt your process, but we'll get back to your process. Uh, I have used this, whether it has been a recession or around menopause or whatever it might be, and I would encourage my listeners, our listeners, uh, and, and viewers to use it as well. And it's so non-confrontational when somebody is going off at you. That might be true for other people, but it's not true for me. Exactly. And you yeah. don't even have to say it out aloud. You say it inside your head. 
That might, might be your reality. It doesn't have to be mine. So, so simple. That might be true for other people, but it's not true for me. Not doesn't have to be true for me. That's right. So I'm going to look for examples of people who show me that things can work in a different way. Mm -hmm. I know that person and I know that person and I know that person who did it successfully. So, so step three then is what you're saying is challenging the belief. Is it exactly. even with, with evidence, with evidence, Challenge. because your mind has to find the self-talk believable. Again, like I said, you can't lie about it. Yeah. It has to be 100% true. I love that. So, so then just look around and, and then say, you know what? I've gone through so many different stages in my life. I've always figured it out. I'll figure this one out as well. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. I'm, I'm going to look for people who have had an easy time of it. I'm going to look for success stories and I'm going to find, find them and I'm going to be one of them. I love it. So that's step four? Mm-hmm. That's step three. three. No. Oh, no. Step three, that's, so? that's step three. That's all about calming yourself down to say, okay, the world isn't ending. This is going to be okay. Okay. That's step three. Step four is about then diverting your attention away from the problem onto something that you are actually grateful for, appreciative mm -hmm. of, and right. then focus there. So shifting your focus off of what you don't want onto gratitude and what you do want. Yes. And, and when you do that, you just automatically start feeling that your problem isn't that big a deal as you thought, because this is working in your life and this is working and this is yes. working. Yes. You know, I had that very thought last night and I want to share it because I don't believe that I'm alone in this thought. I'm sitting in the living room and, um, you know, uh, I'm enjoying that the sun was, was coming like setting and our house faces the West and I'm sitting there enjoying the warmth of that. And, you know, my dog is there. I've got a cup of tea. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I not 100% in gratitude right now? Why am I worrying about things that I have zero control over? Exactly. Um, why am I criticizing myself? I would be better if, come on, right? And exactly. instead of just, just saying, hey, Victoria, um, this is a great day of your life. And um, you're doing awesome. Sit here and enjoy, uh, harvest the seeds that you've sown in this moment. Exactly. Beautiful. Yes, that's exactly it. So when we start counting our blessings, we feel better about where we are in life. And that's all it takes for the universe to give us more of what feels better. Ah, yes. Give us so more that's, of what feels yes. better. That's right. So soothe yourself, soothe your angst because you don't want to stay in that negative place. You want to go back to a positive place. Soothe your angst. Know where you are. Acknowledge it. Know where you're going. Soothe your angst and then look for appreciation. Look for the blessings in your life. Awesome. And if you did that over and over again, you would get rid of all your negative beliefs. You know, Zara, this absolutely uh, is the language that I believe and get so excited about because it gives us the power to change our lives. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And it's not complicated. It was never meant to be complicated. Mm -hmm. The universe didn't think that humans have to 
uh, study rocket science so that they can become successful at being human. Mm -hmm. We were born with this knowledge and it's supposed to be easy because everyone is supposed to be able to do this stuff. Absolutely. It's just that we've been brainwashed and we've forgotten it all. When you look at people around the world and you know different material possessions that we have, different situations in terms of uh, what's available to us, even with something as basic as food, uh, it takes me back to uh, you know us here in the Western world and thinking about suffering. And you know if we choose to suffer, it is exactly that. It is exactly a choice because. Yes, we all have hard times. Yes. If we want to keep our focus there, we will continue to relive those hard times, if not in our reality, at least in our memory and in our minds. Yeah. And so just absolutely shifting that focus will bring you more of what it is that you do want to attract. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, Victoria, I think one of the problems is that we don't distinguish or nobody taught us, and certainly no one taught me, to distinguish between intention and attention. Mm -hmm. Intention that. intention, and attention are not the same thing. You don't get what you intend, you get what you give your attention to. Mm -hmm. So when I discovered this, that my intention and attention have to be in the same place in order for me to be successful, Ooh, things started changing. So this is in my, in my mind or my law of attraction journey, this is what I've discovered is that problems happen when you intend one thing but pay attention to another thing. Intention and attention have to be in the same place. Yes. That's that bared repeating. Beautiful. Yes. So going back, that's exactly what we did when we reworded the affirmation. I want, I don't want to lose weight because where's my attention then? That's right. My attention, right? It's on weight. It's on weight. It's on weight. So I want my intention and attention to be in the same place. So when I say I want to be healthy and at my ideal weight, now my intention and my attention are on the same wavelength. Yeah, I, I love how you've brought that around full circle. Um, and I, I have to tell you that I feel very privileged to have my very own personal law of attraction therapy session with you. <laughs> and uh, if there's one thing that I have learned in this lifetime, it's if if, uh, if you're going through something, someone else is too. Absolutely. So I know that this has been relative to um, relevant to all of the viewers and listeners uh, who have tuned in and stayed this far. So thank you so much for being on the show. I want to mention your website because I know you have all of your beautiful books listed there, as well as some other offerings that you have. It is Zed Mahoon, that's M-A-H-O-O-N.com. Some of you will say Z Mahoon. Uh, <laughs> Z-M-A-H-O-O-N.com. And you can learn more about Sarah Zara Mahoon there. You can learn about her books, her offerings, and her beautiful, beautiful energy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. Oh, me too. And it's been really helpful. There's been some things that, that uh, I've written down that I will take with me going forward. So thank you for that.